Hey everybody, yes, welcome back to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Jason Rothman. As always, I'm joined by the great Chris Schaefer. Chris, how's it going? I'm doing great, Jason. Ready to dive in to another fun-filled week of PPC knowledge and uh, got a kind of a deep topic today. You know, if, if, we, if this podcast was a pool, we're definitely wading into the, um, the deep end here Mm -hmm. people like that that's why they come here to learn if this topic was a pool Mm -hmm. i don't have anything no you don't have no yeah this is a seldom talked about topic uh in general seldom talked about topic here on this podcast frequency capping Mm -hmm. in google ads but it is something i get questions on from time to time where sometimes clients don't want their remarketing ads to show up too often to existing customers uh sometimes people want to show up more often when someone is curious about this they they feel passionate about it in either way uh but the times they're curious about it is pretty rare so with that said chris here why is it on your mind this week yeah you know i um i was actually reading um something so i can't even remember where i saw it but um it it was documentation from Google that was talking about why may why you may not be getting as good of result in something um, as you think, and it actually said somewhere it talked about showing ads too often. You know, they didn't use the words wow. annoying, but you know, they they basically discussed a situation where you're showing ads too often, too much. You're being annoying. You're overwhelming a group of people, and that can be. A potential bad thing for uh, for an account. I think I think it had to do with uh, performance max. I think is what it was. Had to do, you know, and, and and they have automatic filters in there to avoid that. So, but but we're not talking about performance max. What we're talking about is display campaigns and video campaigns where you have your button on the annoyance factor. You can decide how much your ad is going to show to an individual. And we're going we're gonna to get into that um, because Google actually says that we, you can control individual view rates. And that's, that's actually quite new in them saying that. It's, it's no longer devices. They don't use the word around devices or you know, cookies, but they actually talk about individual users and you know, how much is too much and what does that mean? It's all cal- calculated by the frequency. And you can put a cap on the frequency of impressions. And uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I think people might, as we go here, go forward, they're going to be surprised potentially at how much control you actually have on this, on uh, display campaigns and video campaigns. But at the same time, that control and that level of control to the detail uh, that you guys will see as we get talking here, it leads to responsibility. And you could uh, probably make a mistake here if you go, too controlled because you have so much options, so many options to do that. So we will be discussing uh, at the end of the episode kind of our current opinions on the level of control and frequency capping and if you should even use it, how much you should use it, to what extent. And so I'm looking forward to that uh, part of our discussion as well, Chris. Yeah. Before we jump in, I want to tell you guys about our one and only sponsor, the reason that we can continue to do this, and we really want you to give them a chance, it's optio.com slash PSP. 
This is a tool that I've talked about week in and week out for quite a long time. It is, uh, you know, Jason, I get questions and I know you do too. What software do you recommend? You know, and I still think as long as I've said it all these weeks, all these years about Optio, people still don't know about this software. It's not a household name yet, although I think it should be. It really deserves to be. It is a tool that can help you get more done in Google Ads faster. You can try this amazing tool that does everything from reporting to dashboards to recommendations to improvements. It does a lot of stuff for a very reasonable price. And the fact is, you can get it for the very reasonable price of free for two months at Optio. That's O-P-T-E-O dot com slash PSP. Okay, Chris. So let's get started with frequency capping in general. What is frequency capping? Yeah. So it's a fan, as with metrics in Google Ads, there's always fancy terms, you know, things like search impression share and click through rate and average position. And it all is just a fancy term for something very simple. It is the measure of how often a user sees an ad. And for this discussion, to be clear, right off the top, we're not talking about search. Frequency capping does not happen on search. Uh, It's only for display campaigns and video campaigns. So frequency capping is a way to limit the number of times ads appear, and this is official Google language, limit the number of times ads appear to the same person, which is, that's quite a statement. Google's a big place. The internet's a big place, and they're saying you can control how often a single individual sees your ad. Now, in terms of the level of detail to that, on the settings page for a video campaign or display campaign, uh, one of the settings options you'll see is frequency management. And it says set a preference for how often your ads show to the same user. And so, again, they're using that person user language as opposed to Mm -hmm. device or uh, anything like that. Frequency capping helps you control the maximum number of times an individual user sees your ad on the display network. And then we can roll this over into the, uh, into YouTube as well. And the default there, Chris, and it also says is recommended, let Google ads optimize how often your ads show. Mm -hmm. That's the default. And then the other option is set a preference. And then you can manage impressions for each ad, each ad group, or the, the whole campaign to X per day, week, month and you could put a number in there like each ad five times per day or 10 times per week or 50 times per month or whatever number you want to use but that is how you put frequency capping in place and the options you have to put it in place if you were wanting wanting to do that yeah so right off the top jason this entire topic may not be something that a lot of people have to concern themselves with, right? Because there's an automatic setting that you can just leave it and Google determines all of that themselves. They determine that annoyance level whenever the ad's just showing too much. You're seeing the ad too often. And I don't, I, I may have said that word early on. I heard that from one or two clients, but I think more so I like the word effectiveness, uh, because, 
if someone's on your re- Chris, I'm for here. your own health, unroll those eyes. <laughs> those, they went so far back into your brain. I want you to. I want you yeah, to I'd, roll back those yeah, eyes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you're 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 just this is diff- it's just a paint of a different color is all it is. But go ahead. Well, the reason I'm saying that is because you can run a remarketing campaign, and if someone sees your ad a hundred times that week and they don't even click, you know, or they scroll down the screen very quickly, and the time they see your ad is not that long. Google can figure out if that's not a good one person on your very large remarketing list to be showing your ads to. And they can themselves, through the automated uh, frequency capping, cap how often they show to that one person or that segment of your remarketing list that is just not going to perform well. So then you can show more often to the people you can actually get clicks and and conversions from. And so uh, it's not just an annoyance thing. It's also an effective performance thing. You don't want show you don't want to be showing your ads to people who just are not going to perform or who are going to hurt your click through rate, which then hurts your quality score. And so there's a lot of things to factor in. That's a great point. And that's a reason for you guys to stick around because at the end of the show we're going to discuss a little bit about, you know, when and where is this appropriate. And I don't know, we might uh, we might disagree. It's always fun to disagree. So we'll see. I I'll never disagree for the rest of my life. <laughs> I don't like disagreeable Aww. situations oh whatever i'm like i'm like melted cheese chris i'll just, just mold just mold to whatever to the shape. your tortilla chip is shaped like yeah i don't like disagreeable <laughs> okay. situations you so, say so however you want to do it we can do it um chris let's talk about so i mean that's what it is now it sounds it's a very niche area of google ads as we talked about at the beginning of the show but if it's sounding pretty simple to people and like not too many options is that how it should be sounding to them chris yeah yeah, I mean, it's it, it, either you decide to do this yourself and make the decision of frequency capping, or you just leave it at default. And Jason, from my many years in Google Ads, I mean, I've learned a lot of people just like whatever the default is set. You know, they don't really like to tinker. But the value of this is that at least you know. You know, at least there might be a time. when If you're... If if you're thinking about frequency capping and you're wondering if you even have that option, you have a specific situation yeah, going on. That's true. Uh, like it doesn't come up 90% of the time, 95, 99% of the time. But when it does, yeah. usually there's an issue. And this is a good tool to have in your toolbox to kind of solve that issue. So uh, let's talk about frequency capping for display campaigns. We talked about where you can set this up and some of the different options. But is there anything that's specific to display campaigns that you want to cover. And by the way, Chris, is it fair to say that display campaigns for this use or for this conversation applies to both remarketing and then also traditional display like placement campaigns, uh, keyword context campaigns, content campaigns, normal display versus remarketing. This applies to both categories. Yeah, exactly right. This, when you say a display campaign, that encompasses any image ad that's going to show what no matter what the purpose is we call something remarketing because that is a purpose type it's a type of display it's a type of display campaign so yeah this and and that's a great point because what i want to talk about a little bit later is you know how display campaigns specifically remarketing campaigns might differ from you know the, the frequency cap for a display campaign might differ for a remarketing campaign but First, let's define it. So as we discussed, a display campaign is 
something that can show a ton, particularly for remarketing campaigns, because you're going to be showing to a small subset of people. So instead of uh, 7 billion people that you might be potentially showing an ad to, you know, you might only have a set of 5,000 people or 50,000 people. So immediately, the amount of times that your ad would show um, would be much more common for someone to see that impression on a much smaller subset. So the smaller subset of a group you have, the more need you might have to consider your remarketing so uh, or you, you your have frequency a, cap. Sorry. You have a remarketing list with 150 people on it, maybe just above that 100. Just, yeah. It's still 100, right? I think the yeah, display minimum minimum is 100. Campaign. Yep. Yeah, so you have 100 people on your display audience for your remarketing campaign on your remarketing list. Let's say you're at like 125, 150, something like that. And let's say you have a uh, $700,000 budget each month for remarketing. No, I'm kidding. Like, let's say you have like a, I mean, say like a $7,000 or a $3,000 remarketing budget. That's yeah. pretty large compared sure. to just 125, 150 people. Mm-hmm. Let's say you put some extremely aggressive bids on there. Those 150 people are probably going to see your ad a lot. Probably. Oh, man. Because yeah. like you're saying, it's a small segment of people. And for that 150 people, your remarketing ads that are going to the display auctions for them. Ugh. If you're bidding a ton, you could probably easily outbid everybody else, even though there's hundreds of thousands or millions even of other advertisers that those people are eligible for. Mm -hmm. If you're the only one bidding that 150 people that aggressively, you can definitely show to them a ton. And so if you wanted to be very aggressive but not overdo it, you could frequency cap. But I just want to say, Chris, I like what you were saying about the smaller the audience size, mm-hmm. the more this might be a factor. That was yeah. a very smart comment. Yeah, and, and it, it it if you've ever been the victim of being over marketed to, being inside of a remarketing group or you know a certain segment, there's customer lists now nowadays. There's a lot of different ways yeah. for somebody to have a segmented group. If you've ever been the victim of just seeing way too many ads, um, I remember. I mean, when I first started realizing, you know, this was a thing was back whenever I was using like Pandora, you know, the, the music service Pandora. And okay. ev- I swear every, every two songs, it was the same like Pepsi commercial and it was super annoying. It was super annoying mm. and it was super loud and they just played it over and over. And I actually stopped my Pandora service and changed to a different service because it annoyed me so much. I was being served that audio clip so much that mm. I canceled the service because of it. It drove me insane. So it can it can have a big effect. You could actually start to become, you know, despised um, because it's the same image like, oh my gosh, I you know, oh this company and they're reporting the ad, they're trying to like, you know, stop it from serving or something. There could be some real consequences here. So frequency capping, or or you can come to the website, become a conversion, and then become a customer, and then we'll stop. We'll stop. You know, we'll, just we'll stop. just just yeah. buy our stuff. You know, I'd, I'd yeah. hate for you to, to to have any more of these ads showing. You know, yeah, it's a tough. This thing. This is a solvable problem, is, my friend. <laughs> to just yeah. come over here and give me some money. <laughs> yeah. So you have your options. So Chris, I know you wanted to on display. There, the only impressions that are uh, viewable count toward your frequency caps what 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 that begs the question what is a viewable impression what is a non-viewable impression yeah so this is this is really interesting again a, a newer kind of thing in google for them to start tracking well it's not really it's not technically new but i mean in the scope of how long google ads has been going 
for them to know that something was viewed and not viewed. You know, it used to be just the image was loaded and it, whether it was seen or not, it was an impression. Now they know if it actually received screen time. So a viewable impression is different than a non-viewable. So a non-viewable means that it was placed in the auction. It was on the page or it was, it was somewhere in the app or wherever they were going to see the ad, but it just never received, I think what, what did you say it was? We saw it was like one or two seconds of screen time. Yeah, so so viewable impression shows it. So it's a number of times an ad was viewable. Uh, an ad is viewable when at least 50% of its area is visible for one second for the <laughs> display network and two seconds for video ads. So not only is there a threshold, like it has to be, I guess, visible on the page that a user's looking at, they think a user's looking at it because the, the window size or whatever. Right. So it has to be viewable, uh, but then it's one second on display and two seconds on video, but then 50% of the ad size has to be viewable for that, that is, time threshold. Yeah. So it's pretty, pretty Very uh, detailed per- there. Yeah. But, but this is a good thing for advertisers because like uh, you don't want your ad to be considered viewed if like someone scrolled down the page and saw like a quarter of your ad and didn't actually see your messaging. And then the other thing is you don't want your ad to count as viewed as an impress, like a view viewed impression, a viewable impression. If someone doesn't even scroll down to that section of the page. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and and for, for those that are running millions upon millions of impressions, I mean, this is, this, this is a big deal. You know, and, and then it gets even more detail when it comes into video campaigns. Video campaigns go further than display campaigns because you don't just load an image on a video campaign. There's multiple aspects to how a video campaign is interacted with. You can have an impression, which means that you can just show an unplayed ad, right? And And these are... These are, if unless the name has changed, they're they're called um, Discover ads, I believe in in, in YouTube. Um, so it's just an ad that has not been clicked, right? It, you know, it's it's a suggested video that's being paid to be able to be submitted as a suggested video in someone's feed. So that's an impression, and then a view is someone who's actually in stream. You know, the ad is in stream; it's actually being viewed within some one or two second time period. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. two second time period. So you get even more precision and control for video campaigns because you get to either decide, am I going to limit how often they view it or am I going to limit how often there's an even impression on that uh, Discover video? Yeah, and it looks like for frequency capping on the video campaigns, I don't know why we're using the word video. Uh, uh, that's what they call it. But it's YouTube, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think. You yeah. can, I mean, you can w- show video ads outside of YouTube. All over the display network? Yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's very true, actually. So, yeah. So, uh, so for video campaigns. So, uh, you can, on the settings page, when you open up the dropdown, you can cap your, Im- your frequency based on impression frequency. Mm-hmm. And then you can also cap it based on view uh, frequency. And the views is just the number of views. The impressions is the number of impressions. Interestingly, Chris, it looks like you can save multiple caps on a video campaign. So you can say 10 views per day, 100 views per week, 1,000 views per month, whatever you want to do. And I'm flipping back over to display. 
And I don't think um, I don't think you can do that on a display campaign. You, uh, I'll just I believe double check. I, I believe you can, and oh, maybe you can just to to jump in. I'll say no, my, Chris. It doesn't look like you can. It looks like you can only pick day, week, or month. Oh, yeah, but but it looks like you have multiple options on. Okay, uh, okay, yeah. that must. Okay, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you're right. The difference in doing things at a month level or a week level or a day. For me, I, I'm more comfortable with the day aspect more so than a month or a week um, for this reason. I don't know the frequency at which it's going to be showed during that month. What if what if all, all my impressions are preloaded within the first half of the month? You know, they receive all the frequency cap impressions in the first two weeks of that four-week time period. And then... Yeah they're not going to see ads at all, you know? So I would rather serve at a, maybe a weekly or a daily, you know, say one a day. So I know they're at least going to get one a day and that's a steady pacing as opposed to uh, a month. That's usually the direction I go when I choose frequency capping. Well, it begs the question, why are, why are people playing around with this anyway? Which we'll talk about later in the episode. Um, yeah. Cause you can really, uh, with this power, you could actually be making mistakes, and um, yes. because you don't get that kind of data, like you're saying, Chris, um, you can you can be making mistakes. Now, one final thing with with video campaigns: if you have a video in one campaign, and then that video is in another video campaign, the impressions and views on each campaign count towards a frequency cap of that campaign where you set a frequency cap. Does that make sense? What I'm saying, Chris? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, that I mean, that's something to keep in mind. If you've got one video that you're running across 10 different campaigns, because that's your main video, and then all of a sudden you put a frequency cap in there uh, for your, what you're thinking is one campaign, they're going to look at the impressions and views across all the campaigns that that video is running, and then you may be capped a lot sooner than you you thought you were going to be. Yeah, that's um, it's actually really interesting that they – they do that because they don't consider each entity to be uh, unique. They'll actually look at that one product and sh- or I say product one one item and decide the interaction rate for that individual. Which is, I bring these things up because this is so much more technical than it used to be. I mean, this is this is really technical. They're looking at things, you know, in a very practical way, and the technology has gone up so much more that. Uh, it's quite impressive as to you know what's happening there. So one thing I, I wanted to talk about before we get into our, our last section here, Jason, I wanted to talk about the, the actual calculation and what this means. Google talks about it like this. They say, unique reach and frequency metrics measure the total number of people who were shown an ad and the frequency at which they were shown an ad. Okay. And they talk about individual people and they, they then say that unique reach models measure the total reach of an ad, accounting for cases when people may see the same ad on different devices. So all the technical language comes down to this. It's not just a person on their iPhone. It's a person who's looking at it on their iPhone and also they're on co- their computer and they're on their tablet. They, they understand cross-device impressions, which is, again... 
the technology just goes deeper and deeper and it, it it's it's quite impressive to think that you, they're they're treating individual impressions across one person and not individual cookie level impressions you know which, which yeah it, it makes it clear that it's um it's based on uh users unique users not cookies and so this brings up a scenario someone sitting at their house watching tv at night uh, scrolling on their phone, they see your ad, they're on their home IP address. And then the next day they drive 20, 30 minutes to work downtown. And maybe who knows how they know it. Maybe they're logged into their Gmail or something or Chrome or something. And then that person, I think if they also see an ad on their work computer with their work IP address, I think based on what we see here about this being about unique users to the extent possible, I think that's going to count for two views for the same user. Yeah. So the result is unique users are shown in ad, not cookies. I mean, this change happened about a year ago, year and a half ago, but we don't mention cookies anymore. Now we're talking about technology that deals with with users, you know, and because you know, that's what that's what at the end of the day that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to yeah. get in front of people. Cookies were that so middle I like, I like middle the, ground that we're going in this direction. Yeah, yeah, it's quite impressive. And then one final note is it's it says in the documentation. You know, I was looking this up, and it says just in January 2022 they improved. And this is the language they use. They say, we improved our underlying reach and demographic model. Because of this update, you may notice changes in unique reach metrics for this period. So this is happening, Jason, in just the you know past you know couple quarters ago. I mean, this is still very new, changing on a very rapid scale. So the amount of control, the amount of precision is really not anything that's really been seen in Google Ads ever before. So between the changes to the underlying reach and demographic models and then the statistical models they use to account for user behavior across all the different browsers and devices, with all taking all that into account, Chris, why don't you explain how reach is calculated? Right. <laughs> right. <clears throat> so Well, why don't you explain it? <laughs> yeah, here's <no. laughs> here's here's how we explain it, Chris. Yeah. Reach is calculated at the user level. There we go. Okay. Period. That's the end of the sentence. And you don't have to ask us how. Don't ask But if how. you did, we would tell you we don't know. Yeah. But we would just keep repeating to you that it's calculated at the user, at the user level, level based on underlying reach and demographic models using statistical <laughs> models as well. Sound like a. And sound I'll like just a, keep repeating that. Politician, you know, answering a question they don't want to answer or they don't know the answer to. You know, it's just kind of, well, it's calculated at the user level you know like yeah i know but chris you said user level it's not only the user level it's using statistical models as well statistical models. So i'm Thank pretty you. good i should run Thank for office yeah. you should you'd be great at it you got those bland dry answers down pat <laughs> i mean they're not dry it's very deep it's not only the statistical models it's the underlying reach and demographic models as yeah. well okay next question please next question you <laughs> And then they say here, reach and user privacy. They don't, they don't even report this data to users uh, until uh, they've reached a minimum number of users is reached. So they won't report this to advertisers unless a minimum number is reached. And then personally identifiable information is never used. 
That is true because when you look at the account, and now we can we can talk about how to view uh, your reach data, and then after that we'll take a break and and give our opinions on using this tool. But it's not like we get any information about like so and so saw your ad and so yeah. and so didn't. We don't Does, get any yeah. of that. We Good just point. get we get overall numbers on your viewable impressions, your non-viewable impressions, your viewable rate, viewable click through rate and then and then what we're talking about here specifically uh I'll pull that up here Chris um your reach uh columns and so these columns under modified columns you're looking for you're looking for reach right Chris I go to find yeah. this for a second yeah it's so while you're doing that let me let me add in yeah um what you said is is very true because Google's not going to be caught with you know, giving too much private information. They're very careful about that nowadays, very aware that they have a tremendous amount of data and they cannot give that kind of data. So if you're running something and you have, a, like Jason said, 150 people in a remarketing list and you want to know what the reach frequency is for your 150 people, you're very likely to just see a dash. You're going to see nothing because there's a certain level of volume that you're going to have to have before before Google even oh. shows you that. Same thing happens with search impression share. Good luck seeing search impression share if you're getting like one or two clicks or a couple of impressions. There's always a certain volume to have to meet before that data is shared. Yeah, and you're you're very accurate about that cuz I'm looking at two ad groups right now. One of them has a very small remarketing list and one of them has a more normal size list and the small one does it, it has dash marks under unique users and average impression frequency per user. So um, you so I guess the, the takeaway there is when you look at the columns we're about to discuss, if your campaign, your display campaign has been running for a long time, but you still don't see data under unique users and average impression frequency per user, it could be that your display audience most likely this would be a remarketing audience if you're running into this problem, is too small for them to report back to you on this frequency data. Um, so that that is something to, to look out for there. Um, Chris, under display campaigns, uh, when I go to the display campaign section of Google Ads under columns, I have a option to just click reach metrics. And if you go to modify columns, you can get these two columns under the section called reach metrics. Uh, but they make it easy for you. They just have a reach metrics default column uh, option you can select. And over a time period, uh, that will tell you uh, how many unique users you got and also your average impression frequency per user. So how many people saw your ad and then how many times did they see your ad? Is it, am I understanding that the right way? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I think in the next section, Jason, I think we should jump in and uh, talk now in the, in the last section after our little break uh, about real, real numbers, real experiences, kind of, you know, what we're thinking, maybe what we might dis disagree on, but uh, we'll do that uh, after the Yeah. Break. By the way, also, also how you can use this data. Even yeah. if you don't have a goal in mind, even if it's set up on automated, let Google decide, you can still use this data to kind of see how you're impacting um, the reach of your display campaigns. Chris, I had a joke. I'm not going to say it. And oh. now we're going to go into the break. <laughs> 
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I want to remind you about our sponsor, Opteo.com. That's O-P-T-E-O.com slash PSP. That's a two-month free trial. You can do everything. There, there's no limitation on this trial. The only limitation is the time period. And uh, you can try it out for free. And you'll see what we're talking about from an amazing dashboard reporting system. And they keep rolling out. We're told that there's some big stuff coming this year still, right? It's almost, Jason, it's the last quarter of 2022. And they're still going to be rolling out some amazing stuff this year. Get in on this tool. Amazing tool. Optio.com slash PSP. Okay, Chris. So let's let's talk about uh, your opinion. Yeah. Unique, uh, getting in front of unique users and the amount of times you get in front of unique users. So unique users that you show your display ads to or video ads to, and then how often you show your display and video ads to these users in a given time period. What's average? What do you see? What do you prefer? Do you do this setting? So I'll tell you to kind of negate a lot of the discussion we had. Honestly, I do not concern myself with frequency capping for non-remarketing campaigns. So if it is not remarketing, I leave it at the default setting. So, I mean, it doesn't mean that this isn't important and it's good to know, but honestly, my setting at default, I let Google decide. And uh, as far as, you know, how often it shows, that varies wildly based on what I'm doing the display campaign for or the video campaign for. If it is some little small segment, you know, it's like a B2B and it's, you know, I'm only advertising on, you know, medical industry type of stuff, you know, then it's going to be a much higher frequency for, for just a broad display campaign as opposed to, you know, something that's going to, you know, be selling running shoes to, you know, 10,000 or 10 million people more like. Uh, so honestly, I just leave it default. So I don't even mess with it. Even, and then what about on remarketing? Is on remarketing. Default? Yeah. That on remarketing, I absolutely do not use default. I tend to leave this at a rather high I don't know exactly, you know, what Google's going to think is a good frequency capping number. So I mm -hmm. do not leave it at default. I actually Wow. I actually put it at a rather high number because I really value those entirely completely free impressions that Google gives my clients uh, for remarketing campaigns. I love that I can get impressions for free, billboards for free. Um, and I, I will put them at very high numbers. Now I am careful not to reach that annoying level. I don't want, I don't, I don't want my, my ads to be annoying for their customers or, or for their potential product, uh, prospects. But, mm. um, I like to go ahead and take control of that and push that, uh, cap even further out. So in, in a, in a 30 day window, I might see one, you know, between one and five impressions, uh, per user per per day really? you know, something like that oh per day gotcha yeah yeah that i think that one in five yeah that kind of lines up with what i'm seeing so i'm looking at multiple remarketing campaigns uh for the last 30 days and the average impression frequency per user over 30 days chris i'm seeing 15s to 30s and more 30s and 15s yeah 
and a few in the 20s. So it, I think based on what I'm seeing, it kind of looks like, and by the way, I, I leave this default on all the time. And yeah. Um, I, all the time. The, the only time I change it up is when a client has an issue with showing their ad maybe too often and wants to pull it back. Uh, but I think it, it just leads to so many what ifs, what ifs, if you start putting frequency caps on. Yeah. And at the same time, things seem to work out pretty good when yeah. frequency caps are, are you just default to let Google decide how often to show your ad. It seems to work out fine. And it looks like what we're seeing on normal remarketing campaigns, maybe like one time a day, people are seeing your ad Yeah. Um, on average. Um, or if something's running 20 days a month, maybe one and a half times. That said, here, Chris, uh, always trying to improve, always trying to get better. Potentially, you can make an argument that a tool you could have in your toolbox here is to, when you see remarketing performing well and you're getting a cost per lead you like, maybe you take off the frequency uh, default and instead of letting Google decide how often, maybe you set a preference and maybe you set that preference extremely high Mm -hmm. in terms of impressions per day and if you were seeing an average of uh 30 impressions per user over 30 days and about one to one and a half impressions per day maybe you put your cap at 20 per day and just see what happens over the course of a month uh with your cost per conversion and the amount of leads you get maybe you show up a lot more often yeah maybe and 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 this also coincides with um you know, one thing I, I, I like is uh, clients that have a very short time period that they might be showing ads uh, to someone because it's, you know, something they're going to be purchasing or making a decision on quickly. You know, it's, it's not the kind of thing where people have a long sales cycle on. I might have a uh, an audience with, let's say, a, you know, seven-day window. You know, once they've been to the they've, site. They've been on your website within the last within seven Within the days. last seven days. Then I'll put a very high frequency cap and a pretty high bid to really push those ads during that seven day time period. So I might say, don't show them an ad more than 10 times a day, but it's only going to happen for seven days, you know, and I put a high bid there. So this is the kind of, uh, you know, this is the kind of system that, um, you know, could work. And unless you know that frequency cap exists, you would never think to be able to construct a situation like this yeah i'm thinking through some scenarios right now that would be interesting um where you, you can really try to hammer these like get in front of these people a lot yeah for a short time period whether they're more recent vi- visitors or i was just thinking of a hail mary mm. strategy where it's like maybe get in front of people who've been on your site a year ago but only get oh, in front shoot. of them for like a short period <laughs> like of time two-day time period you're like out of the blue boom, 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 remember boom, boom, me remember yeah. me yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I also could see how this would be more come up more on video campaigns where it's like the video ads are so di- could be so different. You could have different kind of uh, ads and you could give them each a different budget and then yeah. test how they work. Um, it, it's something that you, it's one of those things you don't need this all like almost all the time. But if you're in a situation where you want to have this control, it's good to know about it. I think it's also good to experiment this with this and kind of get out of um, autopilot if you will and maybe think like you know what if i do up my frequency on remarking let's try that yeah um and, and see how see how it goes so yeah it's a it's a good thing to to know yeah. about for sure just a 
another another tool in the toolbox, and that's that's what we're about here. You listen to three hundred and thirty something episodes, and you got a lot of tools. We've given a lot of tools out. Jason, how can they how can they get the number one tool in their toolbox? That's Jason Rothman. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. I'm at rothmanppc.com, uh, Google Ads Consulting and Management, and uh, look forward to helping you out. And Chris, where can people reach you? Yeah, I am. A, I'm, I'm more of a if, if if I was a screwdriver, Jason, and I'd have very rounded edges, you know. But that shows just how much I've been used and how much I how much difference I've made in the world. So if you want this well-known, well-used, amazing tool with with great efficiency, you can reach me at chrisschafer.com. I can I can do a lot. I can be your special tool. Okay, thanks, Chris, and make sure everyone listening also subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're putting out a lot of good clips on that as well, Paid Search Podcast on YouTube, and we will see you all next week. Thanks. Thanks.